Hey everyone, Wilmgard here with Minnie. Hey. And this is the FFBE podcast. In usual fashion, Minnie, what have you been up to in the last week? The last week I was working on, I managed to pull a couple Esthers and get her seven starred. So I've been grinding the egg extravaganza event or whatever it's called, extermination. Just trying to get enough of her TMR moogles because it really annoys me when she hurts herself. So other than that, I cleared Rain Story, which was cool. Otherwise, not much else. What about you? Uh, yeah, I've been pretty much just farming the uh, egg extermination event or whatever it's called. Trying to get exactly the same as you, uh, Esther's TMR, because she's the only one I managed to pull. Hopefully I'll get a few of the other ones, or the only other one, I'm praying, by the end of the week so I don't have to UOC her. You mentioned that you finished the uh, Rain slash Crimson story event. What did you think of that? Because we didn't get to talk about that two weeks ago. Yeah, because I was a little slow on it. So overall, as a standalone story, I thought it was really well done. But when I put it into context of the events that actually happened afterwards... I still don't think it did a good enough job of justifying or explaining why Rain chose to become the Emperor's lapdog, basically. And to me, it did nothing to kind of justify his actions since becoming Keo. That that would be my only criticism of it. As a standalone story piece, if I if I knew none of the rest of the story, if this was kind of the beginning of the of some random story i thought it was pretty well done like the emotional parts were emotional everything kind of hit at the right time so overall i i did enjoy the story what about you i 100 percent agree with you the story in itself really well done a lot of emotional parts some nice parts you know ups and downs pretty good overall it still doesn't justify why rain does what he does given that a lot of the other orders also disobey the emperor and nothing bad happens it's like okay you didn't really have to do everything you did it it doesn't really make sense yeah dude you didn't have to stab fina what the hell exactly it's like what the hell are you doing like yeah it's uh, stupid but the story was good overall i thought they executed it pretty well in itself yeah i i would agree with that i think i overall i enjoyed my playthrough of the story because we were both farming out the egg extravaganza, extermination, excellent other egg puns uh, event, let's quickly talk about the update to that here as well before we get into the full show. Um, we did get uh, a lot of stuff from there. They also did a live stream on the Sunday. I think that was the actual Easter day where mm-hmm. they talked about a few new updates that are coming. They also talked about this week's addition to the easter event mm-hmm. our meg Geddon. and they also discussed the whole 30 minute before changing the stats fiasco mm-hmm. so i heard they mentioned that right at the beginning and i missed the first part of the stream so i all i know about it is the actual facebook post that was made i don't know what was actually said during stream i think i kind of came in when they were starting to showcase the new units so if you if you know if you could summarize it for me real quick. So basically he just came on and said that they're they've understand that people are upset about what happened. They wanted to just let people know that they're constantly working on their units right up to the last minute, that changes can be made and are made all the way up until actual release, so not to rely on 
pre-release data. And then I think the Facebook post echoes that, but adds a little bit more, oddly enough. So to me, the the statement they made on stream, it seems fine, honestly. It just seems like a reasonable statement to make. And I mean, we've technically what they say is true, right? They This isn't the first time they've changed a unit pre-release from what they initially put onto the game. If anyone's interested, there is a Reddit thread by one of the data miners that is also an admin for the FFB wiki. And he'll highlight some units that were changed prior to release, even after they've sort of been put into the game app or whatever it's called. So it's just we didn't care because they weren't that impactful, right? Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, that statement alone, based on what you told me from the stream, it doesn't really bother me too much. It seems like it's a reasonable thing to say. Yeah, what they said on stream didn't bother me at all when I was watching it. Or mostly I was listening to it, to be honest with you. But from what I heard there, I wasn't bothered at all. It's like, okay, yeah. I mean, it's things I already understood, like data mined info isn't final until it's released and then even when it's released i mean technically they still have the right to change things i just don't think they really do that post release that often yeah i think had they done it post release i would have had an issue but the fact because the thing is people do spend money on the game and if people had already spent money on lapis or pulls for the units and then had the units changed afterwards i think that would have been sort of uh, I don't know to call it just a dick bad. Move. Yeah, yeah. I, I I definitely could not support that. But the fact that they were changed ahead of time and we all knew they were changed ahead of time, I mean, it's fine. We and it's not like the units themselves weren't good. They they were still some of the best units we've seen up to that point. So overall, I think you know it sucks that they were nerfed, but I think it was the best possible way to do it with the minimum impact on on people and yeah and just like building off of what we said i believe in the last podcast the nerfs were needed i mean they were ridiculously broken in their preliminary stats with those limit bursts they would have trivialized most of the game and from what i understand from people who play jp it would have done the same for a lot of events going forward and it kind of would have made the game boring slash pointless for the next like six months so i mean the nerfs quote unquote nerfs were definitely necessary but they did i mean sorry to interrupt you i mean i've seen people posting just esther destroying the current most difficult content like asura see you later gilgamesh whatever like esther is extremely powerful i don't think i don't know why anybody would complain that she's not more powerful even as she is now she almost trivializes the difficult content that we have i mean i'm a free-to-play player and i took a friend esther who wasn't even like it didn't have max stats or anything it was above 2000 attack but i took her into the dark beast too and beat it with ease yeah i mean that's pretty much what i've been seeing all across the board in their facebook post going back to the topic as well in their facebook post they did add they did add a little bit more to the statements that were said in the stream they kind of fleshed it out a little bit more i guess on their stance of how everything how they feel about the whole situation Mm -hmm. by now i'm sure almost everyone who cares about this has read it Uh, in its entirety but i think there was one particular statement that a lot of people 
took uh, offense or yeah i'd say a lot of people took offense to so what was that statement they went through and said everything like they did in the stream but then they added that they encourage people to only go to official sources for information and now a lot of the community content creators and players alike were pretty upset by that actually I mean, I could see how some people could be upset by that. You could take it to mean, you know, don't, I don't know how to put it, like don't watch other people's videos, don't consume other people's content about the game. We discourage you from doing that. But I think, in my opinion, and I know this is probably unpopular and goes against the grain, I I think it was just a poorly worded statement that they were trying to distance themselves from data miners and they're trying to encourage people to use only official data. And I mean, they kind of have to do that because as much as we like to joke around that, oh, you know, their official data sucks or, you know, the the unofficial, unofficial, like I've seen a ton of memes and it's fine. Like, let's have some fun with it. But the from their perspective, they can't tell somebody like say, oh yeah, use this source. And then, because if they're not an employee of Gumi or Square Enix or whoever is responsible for it, they can't control what they release. So if somebody potentially releases data that isn't true and you use that information to make purchasing decisions, it could they could be on the hook for it. So they just want to distance themselves from it. Now, I can understand how people interpreted that to be, okay, don't bother with the content creators, like forget them, focus on us. But... In my experience, at least with our stuff, you know, they've been very supportive of our content. You know, they've they've watched some of our videos or showed up to streams or whatever. And to me, and I've seen them do it with other content creators too. And to me, their actions don't support the idea that they don't like content creators, right? I think it was just a poorly worded statement, which, you know, is not a new thing for Gumi. They've done it before. But yeah, they they really they really suck at uh, their phrasing. Yeah, so I'm not too upset by it because just their actions don't really match the interpretation that they hate content creators. So yeah, that's that's my general take on it. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I don't think that they had any malintent with all of this. It was kind of like you have to think about the pressure the game creators and uh, makers have from. For example, other companies that are invested in them, their legal teams, things like that. They have to really watch where they step, especially if you remember what what happened in Belgium, which I think banned games like Gotcha Games. Yeah, that was so a while ago. But if you're going to be running into situations where states are banning the game, you really want to be careful about who you allow to be official, quote unquote, uh, media for you. Yeah, exactly. Now, nowhere, nowhere in here did they say that content in other places is incorrect or false or shouldn't be watched. They were just kind of trying to say, hey, for the sake of our livelihood, we will officially yeah. tell you to only refer to our news as official news. Yeah, I mean, that, that can, that's the only official statement they could ever possibly make. Yeah, exactly. As much as I'm sure as much as they love the wiki, and I will say this, like, I love the wiki. If it wasn't for the wiki and for FFB Equip, like, these people are amazing people that run these things. I probably wouldn't be playing because I don't know the difference between Divine Ruination and, you know, Esther's ability, like, the bolting strike. Yeah, definitely. 
how's one stronger than the other? I have no idea. Yep. The game doesn't show us that. And it, in my opinion, and I said the same thing last week, if I did have a criticism of Gumi or Square Enix or whatever, it would be that it took them this long, and we still don't have it actually, that the game's been running for two and a half years, and we still can't see the important unit stats in the game app itself. To me, that's one criticism I stand behind fully. I think we should be able to access that data without going to a third-party website or anything like that. Yeah, it's been way too long. They need to have more clear data accessible within the game, or at least on their official sources. A funny thing that I noticed recently or that was shown to me recently is that some of the FFBE support staff, when you do ask them some questions, they've referred people to the community to find tips, answers, and tricks on game mechanics. How do you feel about that in this whole grand scheme of this issue? I mean, I don't know. This is the first I'm hearing about that, but... I don't know the details I, of yeah, it. Yeah, I, I really don't have an opinion. I mean, I guess it's fine. I think it's completely fine that they do that because I think the main thing they were trying to distance themselves from was the issue of people saying they feel tricked into pulling. And so they're like, well, we didn't trick you. We didn't try to encourage you or discourage. Like, we didn't do anything as a company to encourage your pulling based on prior information. I think that's really the core of what they were getting at. They're not saying that the wiki ha is wrong in giving us game mechanics, etc. I think they were mainly just trying to say like, hey, if you pulled and you feel tricked, we, FFBE slash Gumi slash Square, we're not the ones, we're not the ones who tricked you. And in yeah, fact, nobody basically. tricked anybody. Like, like we said, the content after it was released, all of the creators, the wiki, everything was updated fairly quickly, like within hours, I'd say. It's really up to you to decide what you're pulling on. It doesn't really come down to anybody else. And then the team is just pretty much just trying to say like, hey, we didn't trick you. You know, that's a bit of a spicy topic. And I mean, we've given our thoughts. Um, you know, if anybody else disagrees or, you, you know, you want to duke it out on the internet, let us know to hit us up. Yeah, hit us up. <laughs> Tell us why we're wrong. But there's some other cool stuff that that happened on the stream. Um, we they they let us know the Xenogears round two was coming, which is now live. Yeah, we'll talk about that in a little bit. A few quality of life things. Crystals from ten plus one and five plus one summons can now break potentially into four. Like a three star crystal can break into a four star, and a four star can break into a five star and i think my favorite update of the batch is five star bases so the things the units stand on are now easily distinguishable from their three star counterparts <laughs> like it's just a very nice change for me visually i love being able to easily spot my my five star units I agree with you. The best buff probably was the change in color because now I can actually tell what a five star is and what a three star is. Yeah, it makes them easier to spot at a glance. Definitely. Some more quality of life is always nice like that because sometimes I'm scrolling through and I do have some five stars I haven't leveled up or maxed out and they're difficult to spot. And now it's going to be extremely clear. Yeah, exactly. What Do you know anything else that they announced during that time? There was a couple updates, I think, but we'll talk about those in a few minutes once we get into the main part of the show. I Nothing else is coming to mind. I'm probably missing some stuff. Uh, what about you? 
I'm sure it's nothing too important because a lot of it is updated or released or is part of in-game news. So I think it's about time we get into the show. Yeah, let's jump into it. So the first thing we're going to be talking about today is Armageddon, the trial stage of the World Exterminator. It's coming in here with two pretty decent pieces of equipment. The Priceless Egg, which I don't think too many people are excited by. It's a throwing weapon with some decent spirit, earth element, and it's really good for Sylvie because it gives her some... uh, LB gauge fill rate up. But the main thing that I think people are excited for is Asterisk, the sword that Esther is holding in her sprite. Mm -hmm. This is one of the best swords that we've gotten from a trial of this type, I think, ever. Uh, I would agree with you. I think it's probably one of the easier trials. So in that vein, this sword is actually pretty good given the difficulty of the actual event. Yeah, I mean, 125% attack has the standard damage up and accuracy up of a two-handed greatsword. And then if you are using it on Esther, she gets an extra 15% HP. For a lightning elemented weapon, really strong overall. Like, it's up there with TMRs. I mean, for a lot of people, this is going to replace the other lightning greatsword. Uh, The name isn't coming to me now. Um, Tanitris? Tanitris, yeah. That was kind of the the go-to for lightning greatsword users, so this is definitely better than that. So any of the double hand units you have that would benefit from a lightning sword would love this thing, even if they aren't Esther. Yeah, it's a really strong lightning sword. So even like if you're still using Heo, for example, he can make good use of this if you're chaining with lightning, a few other characters as well. Yeah. Assuming you're not one of those super whales that actually has a Bahamut's tier. <laughs> exactly. If you have <laughs> Bahamut's, Bahamut's tier, who yeah. cares? It's definitely not as good as Bahamut's tier, but for the rest of us, it's definitely very, very good. The actual trial, the World Exterminator boss, pretty much he's the same as in the uh, wave battle event except does more damage, has more HP. Same mechanic, you can only damage him using lightning. He does a bit more damage overall, in my experience, but from what I'm seeing in in social media and from what I did myself, he wasn't mm-hmm. that difficult. Yeah, I haven't had a chance to try him yet. I was kind of crazy busy day today at work. But from what I've been seeing, people are saying they just steamrolled him. With the power of Esther, and I'm pretty sure everyone's friends lists are completely packed full of esters being shared just using her alone makes this battle much easier than expected Mm -hmm. there was a nice little uh treat i could say at the very end of the battle that i wasn't expecting that i kind of enjoyed but i won't say anything here for those of you who haven't managed to beat it yet i'll leave it to you to experience that little piece of story i guess Mm -hmm. that's pretty much it for our Geddon. That's the trial thing. Please get it done if you can this week. If not, hit us up. Maybe we can share something that can round out your team to allow you to beat it. Yeah, definitely. I've I've got my Esther geared out with a golem and some stone killers. So if you need some help, feel free to hit me up. Some of the newer content we're getting, just a few quick things. The story continues. We're getting chapter seven, part two of the story. If you're all caught up, this is a great chance for some extra lapis, as well as seeing what's going on in the story, because we were left at a pretty big cliffhanger. Yeah, I can't wait to find out what happened to my new favorite character, Physalis. 
Definitely. I wonder, I wonder if she makes it or if she's going to kick the bucket like all the other side characters they introduced this season. We'll find out soon, I hope. <laughs> also, we're getting another free Lapis daily summon. So once a day, you can go into the summoning area and you have a chance to get 10,000 Lapis. How did your first pull go? I got 50. All right, same here. Nice. All right, cool. We're starting, you know, start slow and high. That's what I say. See, for me, it starts slow and slow because that's it's the most I've ever <laughs> gotten. I think it's 100, I think 300. I'd be lying, I think, if I said 100. I think I did get 300 way, way back one time. But what yeah, if I feel like you got 1,000 one time? Did I? Maybe I'm I making did. that up. You know what? Maybe I did. I probably, if I did, I guarantee you I said it on this show. So we'll be able to go back and, and find it. But I, I know I've gotten 300s. So. You know, it's not always 50, and I've seen some people with the 10,000, but yeah. Oh, well. Yeah, same here. Highest I've ever gotten is 300, but... Can't complain about free. Free is free, so that's very true. Another update that we have is the much-anticipated parameter quests. Tell me a little oh, yeah. bit about those, Mini. Well, the general idea is you want to have a unit with a certain parameter at a certain level and then you want to clear a quest with that unit in your party so some of the parameters we have are hp mp attack so basically all yeah the, the, i'm an idiot yeah <laughs> six parameters. Wanna, each stat um, has its own parameter mission. so each yeah so each stat has its own parameter mission and then for clearing each mission there's like an easy mission and a hard mission and then they each give you something nice so i don't know do you want to just go through all of them well quickly let's, mention that let's just do it if you get the initial, the easier version of the attack, defense, mag, and spirit parameters, you have up to six select summon tickets you can get, grab out of there. So that'll bolster your little stockpile of UOC tickets. Yeah, and it'll be really nice for anybody who was hoping to get Esther or Sylvie and didn't. You can actually UOC them because they're not limited. So next week, I think they should be added to the UOC pool, just like Crimson was added this week. So definitely nice to get these four extra tickets. Exactly. On top of that, we have a few pieces of materia for HP and MP. Iron Body, which gives you 30% HP and 100% paralysis resistance. Yeah, it's a pretty solid materia, I think. 30% HP is still very, very good on tanks because they usually have massive base HPs. Exactly. And then if you already have a tank with massive base HP, he's going to get even tankier because you'll be able to get adamantine, which gives you 50% HP up, along with a small 10% defense and spirit. Because clearly you were having issues with your unit's HP by being able to get them to 25,500. <laughs> yeah, you need more. You need a little bit more than that, for yeah, sure. I mean, you know, what? It, there's nothing we can say about this. It's amazing. If you can get it, definitely get it. And then for MP, you can get a 30% MP increase, which is pretty standard with a nice 100% confusion resistance on restraint. And if you're able to do the hard version of the MP mission, you'll get 50% MP with a small attack mag plus 10%. Oh, very nice. It's a lot I of don't MP. Know when you'd, yeah, I don't know when you'd ever need that much MP, but you never know. There are some, if Hasiko, like really, 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 really awakened Hasiko ever comes back, Maybe you might need that. Yeah, she's, you're definitely going to need the extra MP to defeat Super Awaken Mega Hasiko. The Dyson Hasiko, the perfect amount of suction. Exactly. Now getting into some of the 
really good pieces of equipment, which almost everyone will be able to make use of, starting with Excalibur. If you're able to get 2,650 total attack, you can get this. I love this. This, I feel, I mean, it, it wasn't going to be because Cecil was a unit that was around before True Double Hand, but this is literally replacing Excalibur or any Holy Sword for True Double Hand units. It's a 160 attack great sword with a light element that's two-handed. Yeah, definitely pick this, pick this bad boy up. Could definitely get a lot of use out of it. There's still a lot of units that would love this thing. Extremely strong piece of uh, equipment. But then again, if you have 2,650 attack, do you really need more? <laughs> no, but you know, you could use that extra variance on your attacks That's with true. that light element. So, I mean, definitely good. Very true. For the high end of the defense quest, 1650 total defense, you're getting the impenetrable pendant. I love this. There's a you, there's a necklace that's probably tankier than any shield. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty strong. Massive amounts of defense and then a bit of physical uh, resistance or physical mitigation. So pretty good. Not as good as Excalibur in my opinion, but still very very good. Especially if you want to, if you have somebody like Marchenko and you want to cheese a little bit with his uh, defense scaling abilities, definitely this would help you out. Exactly. If you're able to get that extra mag, you get a nice magic killer for humans and machines. 75% mm. extra damage, magic damage specifically against humans and mechanical monsters. This can come in really handy against a lot of trials. I guarantee you the more difficult battle coming next week for the Xenogears banner is going to be a machine of some sort. It seems to be the trend. And if it's not a machine, it's probably going to be some kind of human. So I think this could definitely come in very handy very soon. 100%. Although getting, getting a unit with 2,000 mag is no small task. It is not. And neither is getting a unit with 1,850 spirit, which is what you need to unlock the lordly robes. I love these things. The, the mag and spirit they give you is amazing. The defense is respectable for a robe. And then on top of that, you just get a nice little auto refresh. Everything you'd want, pretty much. It's probably the best robe in the game that's not an STMR. Yeah, unless you want elemental resistance, but for damage, I think this is definitely a very, very good piece of armor. Exactly. And I mean, it's you know, it's free. Just just spend enough resources on the other units to get enough TMRs and STMRs to get your parameters high enough. And yeah, you can get all these free goodies. It's free. You just got to spend enough money. So overall, though, uh, all jokes aside, I love that they made the four UOC tickets very, very easy to get. And the two easy to get materials are actually pretty respectable. I mean, 30% MP, not as good as 30% HP, in my opinion, but still useful in some situations. And then 30% HP is just fantastic still, I think. Yeah, there's not too much that gives you more than that 30% HP, so it's still up there with a lot of different materials that we have. 30% MP can be useful, depending on what kind of a team you're running and what you're doing and your status with uh, MP batteries. I do love mm -hmm. that they gave the UOC tickets on the lower tiers and not the higher tiers, which kind of allows people to take advantage of them sooner and kind of work towards some of these higher ones, especially by being able to select a unit to maybe round out their team, maybe get one of those high stats units that they don't have already. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Finally, this week, we have the second Xenogears raid event 
It's called first and last. Don't really know what that means. This thing gives me... There was an anime we watched with a thing that looks exactly like this, and I can't remember what it was. The one where you gotta like sing to control it or something. Oh yeah, Razephon yeah. or whatever. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, yeah. The we one. saw that a long time ago. That was a really long time ago. Yeah, but you're right. It does have that vibe to it. Oh, it's not that. And, it is yeah. definitely Xenogears. It does kind of look like that. Let's talk about some of the pieces of equipment you can get from this thing. The raid event, I mean, people we've had enough that everyone kind of knows what's happening. Farm it out. Do the raid summons. You get free stuff. It's pretty cool. Yep. In the rewards, there, there are the new Xenogears limited exchange tickets. Same as the last event. If you can collect five of these exchange tickets, you can choose one of the five-star Xenogears units of your choice in the summon yeah and just like the last event you can get two from the individual rewards for doing the raid and then three for a completed step up summon so you'd have to do all five steps and that would guarantee you one unit of choice of the five xenogears five star units yep on top of that we're getting a few pieces of craftable equipment and materia which i don't think are too terrible actually i kind of feel the opposite i feel like they're just generic and not exciting i would agree with you in the fact (laughs) that they're not exciting for players who have been playing for a long time these are definitely geared more towards newer players but they're better than the five percent defense or five percent attack that we saw in a few raid events so i'm happy to see that they're giving at least a, a modest amount of stats yeah they're getting a bit better i mean maybe you can use it on some exploration units but they don't bring anything unique just stats and the stats are very low so you know in in the past we've seen equipment with lower stats but you'll get like some weird passive or some elemental resistance which could maybe see it being used but in this case it's just raw stats and, and they're just not that special fair enough besides those pieces of equipment we are getting three new xenogears units exclusive to the collaboration so they're gone when gone we're getting billy maria and Cetan, I believe it's pronounced. I'm not 100% sure on that. Let's go with it, man. Who knows? Nobody can pronounce all these anime names perfectly. That's true. So these three are coming to us in typical Xenogears fashion. Same type of step up as before. And on top of that, they're also bringing back the step up from the last Xenogears event. So if you miss that, there's another chance for you to take advantage. I believe it's all on banner units if you are doing the step up. So you do have uh, any rainbows coming in are going to be Xenogears units. Yeah, that's what I think as well. They, They have no reason to change it from the last time. I think it's all on banner. That being said, I've also come to understand that just because you're doing the step up for Citan and Maria, you can still get the other three, except for on the final step, you are guaranteed to get either Citan or Maria. Yeah, I think that's how it works as well. So with that, let's talk about the three units, starting with our homeboy, homeschooled boy, Billy. Is he actually homeschooled? No, but he kind of dresses like he might be, or maybe a private school of some sort. Fair enough. He's got that nice bow on the front of his jacket. Who the hell wears a... I don't know. Anyway, anyway, his TMR, I love this. He's He's a priest, and he's toting some guns around called Godfather. It's just great. Reminds me of Wolfwood. Wolfwood, yeah. Yeah. I was thinking the same. Just priests with guns. It's great, man. 
whoever invented it, awesome. And they're really strong guns, actually. Yeah, I was going to say, I wish these were around back when I was using Amelia's to chain. Because they're actually 130 attack on a gun that you can actually dual wield is really good. Um, other than that, I mean, I, Billy as a unit, he's he does a bit of damage. He has a bit of healing abilities, so what you'd expect from a gunner priest. Nothing really noteworthy to mention, though. He The only thing I would say is he's got a raise. He's got a 60% uh, decrease earth resistance. And then I think if you ever are going to use Billy, realistically, it's going to be for his limit burst, which will give you fire, water, wind, and earth resistance of 80% for three turns. So yeah, that very could good. potentially, yeah, it's very good. The limit burst itself is very cheap already. And if you give him some limit burst gear, you could probably fire this off every turn potentially and easily in every three turns. Yeah, it's it doesn't take a whole lot to get it up there. And it's a very, very high amount of resistance so you can get some use out of them for that if you don't have anyone else who can give you a close amount of elemental resistance but given that he caps out at six stars some of his base stats don't do so well in end game trials but overall a decent three star or sorry decent four star base unit all right jumping to the next unit the first five star of this week maria zeno cares yeah you gotta whisper it Maria, well, it's because it's, it's, it's in parentheses. That's everybody knows. That's what it is. It's a whisper it's or a true, thought. Actually. I thought it as well, but you know that doesn't translate to the audio medium. So no, you can't think things in audio. Not yet, anyway. So Maria, uh, her TMR, Maria's goggles. I think they're pretty damn amazing. Fifty-two mag on a hat with forty percent light resistance on top of it. Oof so good yep it gives you a really good amount nice mag 40 percent light resist is always welcome i'm not gonna lie to you though i didn't realize until i read that her tmr was her goggles that the green things on her sprite were actually goggles i thought they were like those sailor moon balls in her head i'm still in denial that those are goggles those are definitely hair ornaments yeah, what? they definitely. Why look are those like hair goggles hair. so far spread apart? Yeah, no, there's, they've got to be ornaments for her hair. They, they can't be. There's no way. Her eyes aren't that far apart. Like I, I don't understand. Yeah. No, no, and the color is wrong. No, there's just that's just there for aesthetic. Her goggles are somewhere else in her sprite. Gotta be maybe in her pocket. Yeah. yeah. Her STMR is absolutely amazing, if you ask me. Yeah, I mean, it's great for anybody, any Limit Burst users. You get five uh, little stones per turn, and then obviously a ton of mag. So Yeah, up to 60% mag, and given the current state of mages with pentacasting, quadracasting, and all that kind of crap, getting that 30% MP helps a lot. Yeah, definitely. Maria is interesting, though, because she is a magic uh, damage dealer, but she's not a classic mage necessarily. She doesn't have... Uh, access to magic but she does have access to magic based damage in the form of her abilities yeah so let's talk about some of those abilities what does maria bring to the team maria one she has three chaining families king's glaive graviton cannon and then absolute mirror of equity but the absolute mirror of equity is fire based only so king's glaive is weaker than the rest but has some damage mitigation for the team, so it gives her some utility. It allows her to chain while also 
providing that utility. Graviton Cannon is just straight damage and is one of her stronger chaining abilities. And then the Absolute Mirror of Equity abilities, Fire Drive and Magneto, both do okay damage. Magneto decreases fire resistance by 80% and Fire Drive just does fire damage. So these two you'd be kind of using together. Exactly. So a lot of these abilities you can use to chain. She has nice variety of chaining families, especially getting Absolute Mirror of Equity on there helps her a lot with the current meta because a lot of these strongest units do chain with Absolute Mirror of Equity. So this is something I don't know because I don't I haven't had a chance to use the unit, but she has a very nice... Uh, chain capping move that stacks so it's called gravity fist it can stack to a maximum of 26 times multiplier so up to nine times i don't know if she can cap her own chains i think that elevates her level of like how good this unit actually is by a lot i just don't know if she can because i know there are some units that can do this like squall barbariccia famously the any really tornado chainer so i don't know i haven't had a chance to use her but you know, if anybody has her, test her out, see if you can chain and then cap your own chain. That would be pretty sick. That would be really amazing. But even if she can't cap her own chain, if you can stack this thing up to 26 times, she does have access to double cast and triple cast. So imagine even just double casting this, you're doing about 52 times damage. If you're triple casting up to about 74 times, or sorry, 78 times damage in one turn. And if you're capping that on top of other people's chains, she can do a considerably high amount of damage. Yeah, for sure. And on to top it off, her limit burst is also a one hit move that just hits like a truck. Like everything about this girl just hits like a truck. And it's, it's one of those units that's actually fairly self-sufficient and I think pretty easy to use. Like she can dual cast all of her abilities, so you can easily use her cooldown ability on turn one to give herself a nice mag buff, an LB gauge fill rate buff, a triple cast, a nice modifier to her damaging abilities. So easy to use because you don't have to... It does. She doesn't take a lot of setup time, I guess, I should say. Pretty much you, turn one, you set up, and then you're off to the races because her triple cast lasts for five turns. Exactly. So you can kind of get up, up and running at maximum damage output in about three turns total if you are using her to cap or you can instantly start chaining triple casting it's she's really strong overall i'd say i don't know if she stacks at the very top of the list in terms of magic damage dealers but she's definitely a very strong contender yeah i don't know i'm just gonna go ahead and say that she probably will be a top tier i i don't know if she's better than Sophia and Ellie, but if she isn't, she's very close to them. But I, I have a hunch she's probably better because of her access to triple cast and her modifiers and her massive damage on her chain capping skills. But I don't know. Somebody out there is going to do the math and let us know down the road. But overall, if you, if you don't have a magic chainer or a magic chain capper, I think this is a fantastic unit to pick up. If you already have Sophia, Ellie, or High Seraph Ultima, I wouldn't really pull on this unit just because those units will do similar damage. If it's a little bit lower or a little bit higher, I'm not sure right now, but overall it's close. So it's not like you would need her to replace them. She doesn't bring things that those units don't bring in one shape or form. The one downside to her is that she is locked to fire damage. 
unfortunately. Unless you're using Graviton Cannon, which I mean, who who else? Which is untyped, right? So it's not that big a deal, but yeah, I'm just saying as a factor, some of the other units might do better in certain trials versus her, and she might do better in others. So just a a little bit. So yeah, pretty much she's limited to fire if you want to take advantage of any imperils or anything like that. So that's probably a big drawback for her. Definitely, because if if Gravity Fist had either fire damage or something or if it was like a physical attack that does magic damage or something you know what i mean one of those weird things where you can imbue it it'd be insanely strong and i'd be like yeah 100 percent, she's the best but because she's locked into that fire damage slash untyped damage it, it does make it a little bit tricky to use her but she's definitely up there with the top yeah. i'd say the other top three mages yeah maybe a slightly better ultima because because of her fire but otherwise, I think, yeah, I'm with you on that. She does play nicely with Sylvie, who can give people absolute mirror of equity chaining. I believe she can do that. So you can use this girl to magic chain absolute mirror of equity with units uh, that Sylvie imbues with that. So you do have some potential with the recent release of the Easter units. I think overall, yeah. she's she's a really good unit. Yeah, for sure. Definitely worthy of a five-star. Now on to our final five-star of the banner, Citan. He is a doctor. Yeah, a doctor, but he's also a physical attacker. He attack, but he also protect. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, wow. I had to. <laughs> I'll give it to you. Fair enough. Uh, okay. Let's jump in. Let's, let's actually talk yeah. about him. So... His TMR, I'm considering pulling on the banner just because of this TMR. I think it's that good. I'm kind of shocked. Maybe I'm just reading it wrong. I'm kind of shocked that it's only a TMR. Like, it gives you 30% attack when you have a katana, 30% attack when you have a fist, and then 50% true double hand on top of that. Like, that's all on a TMR. How is that possible? Yeah, it's it's really strong. Like, that 50% true double hand made it way better like i was reading i was like okay 30 percent, 30 percent. i'm like wait what they're giving you a true double hand too that's crazy yeah it's actually a really good tmr if i was if i was to get five tickets i would pull one Citan just because of this tmr yeah i agree i think it's amazing it, i when i was looking because i already have ellie i pulled hard on the last iteration of xeno gears so this time I thought, I don't really care. I'm not going to pull. I have everything I need. And then I saw this TMR and I thought, man, I kind of want that. Like maybe I'll do one one round of the step up. Yeah, just maybe, just one. <laughs> and then I get another round of phase and just, ugh, I don't want to risk it. <laughs> well, technically you're guaranteed if you do one round of the step up using the select Xenogear summon tickets, you you're can right, just pick a C10, it, yep. so... If you do one round, you can guarantee you get one of him. So it's not too big a deal. His STMR, Mumyu, Mumyo, Mumyu, Mumyo, Mumyo. Yeah, it's, it's like what you sword. say when uh, you're busy fighting uh, in a raid and you need like a drink or some snacks. You say Mumyo. Give me some snacks. Yeah. So it's, it's the Mumyo sword. Mumyo. Um, <laughs> it's actually a really good katana 176 attack and then it also on top of that gives you 20% increased attack 
and 75% extra damage against humans, which can be really, really good in some of the recent trials that were released. Yep, absolutely fantastic. And I can't even say it being untyped is a downside anymore with all of the imbue units that we've been getting. So, I mean, just an amazing STMR katana if you need one. Yeah, exactly. Because it's coming on a banner like Xeno, where it's guaranteed all on banner, there's a good chance that you're going to see a lot of these STMRs floating around just because they're a lot easier to get than usual because you're only picking out of a pool of five now instead of a pool of hundreds. That's true. But I also think that given the recent release of Esther, people may not pull as much as they would have for C10 unless they're kind of nostalgic or didn't get Esther at all and kind of still have some lapis to funnel into this guy. Yeah, I mean, Esther, that's the one thing with how strong Esther is. Normally, I think people would have been excited for a Satan because Axtar is a Katana user and a lot of his TMR, his STMR, all fantastic in that regard. But Esther is a great sword user, so anybody who has Esther probably doesn't really care too much about Satan right now. Exactly. Let's talk about Satan a little bit and his abilities. Sure. He's coming in with a few typical monk abilities to get started, but the main thing that he will be doing is absolute Mirror of Equity chaining. In fact, it's the only chaining family that he has. He is dedicated. Yes, it is. I meant to mostly say that he doesn't really have too great of a chain capping potential. He's really a chainer overall. I don't, I don't really see him out damaging some of the chain cappers that we already have. Uh, but he do, he'll do really well as a chainer. And he has a, a nice spread of elemental coverage. Wind, earth, fire, and water. Pretty good. I mean, realistically, he has wind and water only because those are his two chaining moves. The nice thing about them, though, is that if you use them, because he can double and triple cast, using the move gives itself an extra three times to its modifier the next time you use it. So it's kind of cool. You can power it up from 8.75 times to 11 0.75 times nice little buff but otherwise yeah just really good he's got access to some elements i think his cooldown ability is only a six turn cooldown and the effects last for five turns and they're massive 250 percent buff to all of his stats 75 percent human and machine killer and gives him access to triple cast for five turns so i mean this guy is going to be pumping out damage. And like I said, if it wasn't for Esther, I think I would have been like salivating over this guy, how good he seems to be. Yeah, definitely. I would like to say that, yeah, you're mostly going to be using his absolute mirror of equity. So the wind and water moves. But I'm pretty sure that he is able to weave in his other moves to kind of cap those out. For example, he has... Amaoto. Wow, that was embarrassing. Can, uh, can we get that? Can we get that again? Amaoto. Amaoto. Amaoto here. Amaoto here. Yeah, that's right. A good one. Or you could even go like, it's it's a Japanese moat. It's Amoto. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> All right, I'm done. I'm done. You can do a little bit of extra damage, and if you do get to turn five eventually. One of his cooldown abilities, Zenretsu, can also cap based on what I'm seeing from the frames on when it hits. 
it can technically cap some of those absolute mirror of equity chains as well. Yep. I mean, that's pretty much all there is to Satan. I'm kind of disappointed in the sense that he's he's a doctor, but he doesn't have any healing moves. Like, what the hell kind of doctor are you, man? Ah, uh, but when he uses Limit Burst, he heals a lot, but only to uh, himself. There it is. So he's one of those selfish doctors. Yeah, exactly. I think it's kind of a cool mechanic, though, to have a a damage dealing unit that can actually just basically reset himself when he uses his limit burst. You know, I'm surprised they list, like, I'm surprised he's a doctor. I'm sure it makes sense in the games, uh, Xenogear games, but he's more of just a traditional monk. Monks can heal themselves and do lots of damage. They don't really heal anybody else. So it kind of fits that role more than that of a doctor. Yep. He's like a, he's a mix between a samurai and a monk. And it looks like kind of that's what, they're going with here because he can use fists he can use katanas he wants to use both so kind of cool yeah it's pretty nifty actually overall he's a pretty good unit very strong if it wasn't for esther he would be really 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 strong but esther kind of i think still out damages him overall yeah but i mean who doesn't who doesn't esther out damage right now Exactly. The one nice thing is that he does come with different elements. So if you're looking for that, that's kind of nice. Um, whereas Esther, she's either untyped or has her own element. Or not her own element, <laughs> her lightning. She's either yeah, untyped or lightning. Yeah. She has that <laughs> yeah. Esther element. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> she can do Esther damage. <laughs> it should be its own element. I half agree with you. It's a positive thing and a negative thing. Sitan, with his chaining, is locked into either wind or water damage, which normally is fine. In some trials, for example, the egg exterminator trial, you can't do those types of damage. It's just impossible. Yeah. So he does have a drawback there, but like he's, and I think that's why Esther also considerably outshines him. Not just the raw damage, but some of her chaining moves don't have any type. And with all the imbue types that we have now, she has a lot more versatility. Yeah. The nice thing is both her bolting strike and her limit burst are untyped, so you can equip her with any elemental sword you want and have her do that elemental damage which is something she has over chainers like Sitan or chainers like Maria. Exactly. But overall, that's Sitan, a triple, potentially triple casting, quote-unquote doctor, more of a monk, uh, with absolute mirror of equity chaining. He's overall a pretty strong unit if you don't have a good DPS right now. See, he's a doctor, but a doctor of philosophy. Ah. Yeah. Fair enough. There you go. That's that's the key we weren't getting there, you know? Yeah, they forgot to put the PH in front of his D. Yep. Sitan, my boy, from the Xenogears games, rounding out the units. I believe that gives us all of the Xenogears units we can expect so far. I don't think there's anything else from Xenogears that's left to be gotten. So if you are a huge fan of Xenogears, this is your moment to shine to spend all of your resources yep. you to better get capture it because we don't know if they're coming back exactly don't let it slip exactly so i think that kind of brings us close to the end of what we have for this week you know it's, it's been a bit of a, a topsy-turvy week i want to say you know we had some nice ups and downs some twists and turns yeah i mean super excited to see the announcement of esther and sylvie and then a bit of a rough patch and I mean, here we are now with the next Xeno Gears banner, which is kind of, I think a lot of people are really, really hyped for this just because they love the series. I know there are series that I love that 
I would pull for regardless of if the units were the best. But I mean, you know, both Maria and Sitan are actually very, very good. Top tier for sure. Even if you are pulling just for the love of it, you're still going to find use in the units. Exactly. There's a lot of use out of these units, especially if you don't have things that fill their roles already. So overall, a really good a really good week coming forward and a lot of freebies still going on. I mean, we've had about a month of just free stuff flying around. Yeah, the spring celebration was very nice. I ended up picking a couple rainbows off just the free pulls. I can't remember what they were. They, I, one of them was a fourth Sephiroth, which I'm really thrilled about to try to get his STMR. Super nice to, to get all these extra free summons on the board. Exactly. So overall, things to be celebrated about in the FFBE world. Hopefully more to come. Lots of quality of life coming our way. So I'm sure we can only expect more. Yeah. So that brings us to the end. What are your takeaways for this week? My takeaways are that Maria has goggles hidden somewhere on her person, that Zitan is a philosophical doctor. He'll beat you in debates, and he'll also beat you physically. The best combination. Exactly. And finally, that, you know, there's a lot of things to be excited for in FFBE. Lots of free stuff just everywhere. Yeah, I can get behind that. What are your takeaways? You know, this is going to sound really rare for this episode or our episodes but really i haven't learned anything i mean we just kind of bumble on about stuff we get to the end and here we are so you know i'm leaving this show the way i came into it sounds like satan beat your brain in <laughs> no i'm actually uh, taking one of his classes yeah, <laughs> yeah, maybe to... <laughs> maybe you'll learn something <laughs> all right guys please let us know hit us up let us know what you took out of this week, this past week of FFPE and the week to come. Yeah, looking forward to hearing from you guys. All right, that's the end of the show for this week. Thanks for listening. We really appreciate you out there and we will catch you in the next episode. Peace. See you next week. Peace.